Season four, episode five, the five wood. This is a great episode. It's a great episode. There's so many different pieces to it. Like there's like a first half story, a second half story. They're both great stories. I, 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 there's so much going on that's great. Um, you know I'm gonna like this episode. It's so plot heavy. It's so much going and on. It's so there's dense. a ton it's of great. classic lines that I know both of us love. Also, um, first note: uh, What's the toughest thing in tap dancing? Do you know? I have no Top- idea. Pod braids. Pod. That's Larry's note to David Schwimmer. Pod braids are like the toughest thing in all of dancing. Oh, okay. Because Larry's the expert now. Was it dancing or tap dancing? Tap dancing, because Larry's an expert in all musical theater, even though he's worked with two actual actors. So I like when he tells David Schwimmer that pod braids are like the absolute toughest thing. <laughs> At the supermarket with the choreographer, find some health glow nuts, and the whole cashew raisins balance is askew. I really like those lines. Cashew raisin balances. And the choreographer's response, which I like, is, oh, that's awful. Uh, <laughs> which I've actually noticed happened. The more I'm, like, analyzing the episodes, I think this happens a lot when, like, an unknown, or not an unknown, like, a newish actor is only in a couple episodes, has, like, a probably an improv line. He just comes up with something way too strong of a response. Like, that's awful is not a normal response. <laughs> There's too many cashews in this bag. Like yeah, you're it's right. just way too strong. So like, I, I, do you get what I'm saying? Like, it happens a lot of times where I think these like bit part actors like just come way too strong with their improv. It's it's hilarious. Maybe it's intentional, I guess. But there's too many raisins in this bag. Oh my god, that's awful. Like they, those two just don't sync up. Well, I mean, Larry and the choreographer have gotten really chummy in the past few weeks. They're they're best friends. They're fierce together. They go shopping together. Back to the office. Unless you have any other notes. Nope. Okay, Antoinette not on the phone. Not on the phone. I don't know phone. if this is the first time she hasn't been, but I guess we'll we'll get off that trend of thinking she's on the phone every time. Perhaps. And then Larry goes to his office, gets a call from the dental hygienist, and he gives, I know, one of your favorite curb lines of all time. Of course. If she likes avuncular ball Jews. Well, she, yeah. Well, she likes her college history professor. Right. Because he right. reminds her of, a, of an avuncular ball Jew. I did not know avuncular was an actual word for a very long time. I thought he made that up for no, this episode. You know, you know what it means, right? Well, you've told me since. It's like of or related to an uncle. Of or related to an uncle. I just yeah. love words that are um, fantastically specific in definition. An avuncular bald Jew. Yeah, words like words like that are great. Should there, does it really need to be a word for like like an uncle? Sure. Why not? Are there words like that for all family members? Is it like like a cousin? I don't know if there's a like, like a, a great, cousin. Like a great aunt? Like a great aunt. <laughs> <laughs> if there isn't if there is, I should know it. Yeah, that's true. So uh, I think one of the like signatures of what makes this episode so good is just this little plot point of the picture of the man on the desk. Yeah. It's almost in a previous episode of Curb, it would almost be like a throwaway from Antoinette that she gave him a picture frame. But in this episode, it almost defines and runs through the entire episode. Because the choreographer sees it. Choreographer sees it, tells his friend, and it comes back later, later in the episode. So that's the start. What's the choreographer's name? Steve or Steven, right? Steven. Steven sees it, zoom in, Larry pays no attention, Steven gets a little thought in his head, that's it. Next note I have is just Sven, a proud Norwegian name. Sven, is that Swedish? Ah, it, it's Norwegian. It's Norwegian. And he gets very, very offended. Uh, that's actually, I think the better line is, 
would it, would a Swede be offended? Go ask a Swede. Yeah, that, that's a great that's a great line. Larry's like, oh, I'll do that. I, I will go ask a Swede. Next day, Larry back at rehearsal. David Schwimmer there. Larry so sure Larry shows up in a full suit. Mm-hmm. Now I know he has to go to a funeral after this, but why is he doing a dance rehearsal, like an active workout rehearsal in a suit? I, I don't know. Why but doesn't he just doesn't wear like regular clothes and change later? Uh, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Although maybe in the show he has to wear a suit. What do you mean maybe in the show? Maybe oh, in the show he well, has to wear a suit, so it's totally fine to practice in a suit. It's a bit that, of a stretch. No, actually, that's not a stretch. That would actually make sense. But still, I, I don't know. It, it, yeah, I guess maybe it is. I'm back to stretch now. Like, I, how would you do that? Just take a shower afterwards and... And he's not, like, sweaty or... His suit's fine when he goes to the funeral later. So, like, clearly, like, it doesn't really all add up. But, you right. know, that's fine. But we do have a great stare down. Oh, sorry. Um, we do have a great line by Larry in the scene where okay. he suggests that um, just call the bag raisins. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put cashews so- on it and let people be surprised by the cashews. Yeah. That is <laughs> a terrible idea. David Schwimmer is, like, joking along with him for a while. And, and like, are you serious? Like, I mean, that's an awful idea. Like, Schwimmer calls him out on it. You can't surprise people about nuts. <laughs> no, I mean, that's like the number, or not number one, that's one of the top allergies. Like, you can't not put that in the ingredients. You're like, yeah, just raisins. Also, it's not a surprise because the bag is clear. And you can see them. Although maybe you, like, hide them in the middle. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a Larry idea. He doesn't have good, most of his ideas are bad. Like Almost all of his ideas are bad. Any idea he thinks is good is bad. Right. But Larry and Norm have a great stare down over they the letter. A, they do have a great stare down. Norm clearly turned him in. And of the name Norm drops, the other guy who had a dirty locker was Bert Suzuki. Which, there's no real meaning to it all. I, I just feel like that's like such a classic like comedy writer type name. You know? Like, you feel like Yeah, like people in the writer's room, let's come up with a funny name here. Like, like Bert Suzuki. Like, like, the name doesn't make any sense. Like... Bert is like, like such like a rednecky like white name, and Suzuki is obviously Asian. Like, can you picture a Bert Suzuki? Not really. That, that, all right. Uh, Larry finds the writer for Mellow's Price and is thrilled to like logically prove that this was the better Hodgkins. Larry has a terrible argument here. I, I don't. Th- I don't think there's any argument that uh, because it's better, it's good. No, that's In fact, not. I think Larry would argue the opposite most of the you time. You can have two awful things, and one is slightly less awful, so it's better. It does not make it good. No. Better does not equal good. But I do like that Larry, before that, when he's talking to Funkhauser, does need to bring up once again the weatherman's tip. Well, that's. I mean, they bring that up many times. They bring it up many times, and they even bring it up in the next episode. Larry needs a, a, a verbal golf tip this bad. That he keeps bringing he, up. he really likes his golf game. I was thinking about that too. Like he really is that desperate for this golf, this one golf tip. It, uh, it, it's apparently revolutionary. So, 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 how does no one see them switch a golf club? Because there are other people in that room. There are other people in the room. Larry is struggling, and Jeff is the human shield. <laughs> I mean, Jeff's big, but like Jeff's not that big, right? He's not that big, and everyone's gonna see this, like. Even if Larry is a super smooth guy, this would be obvious. And there's no way Larry's smooth enough to, like, do this without sound and, like, walk away with a golf club. Like, it's... If you're going to swap the club, why not just steal the club? You mean not put another one in? Yeah, why not not Because then everyone's on the look for a golf club, and he's walking around with one in his pants. 
But if they're going to put one in that's obviously different. But but this was my question. This, and this that's was a my piece question. of evidence that links the piece of evidence in the coffin, which links the culprit to the actual scene of the crime. Okay, so this wasn't my next note, but I'll get to it now is before they switched them, it wasn't Leo Funkhauser's golf club. It was Larry's. Now they put Jeff in. It's a different one, but still not Leo's. How did I'm sure they looked at the coffin many times. How did they never notice it wasn't his before? And then in a millisecond, the do, the dentist Funkhauser sees it, sees it's not the club. You see what I'm saying? Well, apparently Jeff's club had his name on it. But but do you see what I'm saying? Like they didn't how like Larry's wasn't the right club either. Why didn't they ever pick up on that? I I have no idea. Exactly. Um, but before that, my next note. This is a funeral, right, for Funkhauser's dad? Mm-hmm. Do you know who's missing? Come um, on. Bam Bam! Oh, Bam Bam. Funkhauser's crazy sister. She should be at the funeral. That's a good one. Good call. <laughs> Bam Bam should be there. Bam Bam. Bam Bam's not there. Maybe Probably. she's sitting there in the audience and we didn't see her? They don't make any illusions to Bam Bam. So. We, didn't, we didn't meet all of the guests at this funeral. She'd be up with Marty in the front row. Like She'd be around. It's true. So great call, great call. Okay, so so moving along because there's a lot to say about this episode. I feel like that's like the end of the first half, like the the death, the five wood, the switch. Then we move the end into the of whole, like, like Act One of Three in this right, episode. The whole like next act starts with Susie screaming at Larry and Jeff about it. They don't care about anything but themselves, <laughs> and it's great how their Jeff's defense is like my club's replaceable, his isn't replaceable, like. That's not a defense that they just ruined their wives' lives and Sammy's life without thinking about it. And I like Larry's uh, assertion that he is much more gentile than Susie is. Much more gentile than you are. So then, when Larry goes to pee, you notice anything peculiar? Well, he asks if he's going to sit down or stand up. But he stands up! He does stand up. He pees standing up. When Was it last episode or two episodes ago was the whole sitting down thing? Two episodes. Uh, sorry, last episode. It was last episode. It was the weatherman. He does make a concession. He does say, hey, am I going to stand up or sit down? Oscar bites him. Larry runs out. It looks like he runs out of the house, but that wouldn't really make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they drive him to the hospital. Um, I really see, like this scene with, with the doctor. Um, okay. It gets kind it. of awkward because clearly you're putting the pieces together and you're finding out that the doctor knows the choreographer. But I think my favorite part of the scene is when Larry says that, well, he s- slowly reveals that the dog bit his penis. As low as possible, yeah. and it's, yeah. But I'm pretty sure they didn't tell the doctor, the, the actor who was playing the doctor, that Larry was going to say that. Because he genuinely laughs at this. If you, I watched the scene a few times. He Interesting. Like, absolutely genuinely is shocked, astonished, and laughed. <laughs> so you think they told him, be a doctor, and you're going to get a mystery case, and it's dog bit my penis? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm almost positive that, <laughs> that in time. That'd be a that. great way to set it up if that's what they really did. Yeah, because a real, I mean, if you're playing a real doctor, you're not going to laugh at it, and a real doctor wouldn't laugh at this. No. He's, uh, just, a, he's just an actor. Surprises. Doctors are people. Like, if something funny happens, like, I know they're not supposed to laugh, but you can't always help it. I mean, clearly Larry is ashamed of this. He's saying it in the lowest possible voice, almost using code words. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Bit me down there. So next scene, which is one of the one of the best scenes in Curb history, I think, actually, is Larry and Cheryl interviewing for the club. One of the best. Totally. If not the best, but it's up there with anything. 
I mean, just Larry, from the start, Larry has this whole, like, Republican voice. Like, he's a whole different voice, a whole different persona. Yes, yes, yes. So, it's so fake, it's great. I mean, do, do you have any favorite lines, like, from this? Because, like, every line is, is actually pretty perfect. Uh, I, we've got a schooner down at the marina. <laughs> Occasionally, I'll bring a captain in if it's windy. So, so that's actually a great line to start with because that's the only line and I watched this like three times. He goes to his regular Larry voice on the well, I'll bring a cap uh I'll bring a captain in if it's windy. Because he can clearly he's not like prepped for it. Like he yep. just goes back to his default. And then right after he goes back to his Republican voice when he tells him he's a moose and an elk and everything else. Uh, I also like his story that he got a polo mallet to the head. No scar or anything. No, nothing at all. It's like the most Republican, uh, the most Republican injury you can get is a polo mallet to the head. Polo was my game. And that uh, they met at a Reagan fundraiser. A Reagan fundraiser. His first, his first line is, "I'm not really too worried about global warming." And I really like his mannerisms. He puts his glasses in his mouth and leans back and looks kind of sneeringly at them. Hmm. Yes. 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 Take taking off the the way he plays with glasses is just great great comedy move i i have to do that more often just take take off the glasses really ponder it really ponder ponder it but not really think about anything exactly and you can tell cheryl like cheryl wasn't prepared for any of these answers because like she she's surprised every time larry says hummer or reagan or anything like she was just going to tell the truth i think and it works out larry can be very charming as a fake republican fits right in i think we just go right to the end right that's all i got he calls his dental assistant to cancel. And why would he tell her the truth? You know, this isn't my favorite kind of closing. You know, not everything came together and everything's coming up, Larry, and then it goes all to crap. But I just really like his matter-of-fact delivery of, I can't I can't hang out with you, a dog bit my penis. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Yeah. 